Are we all settled and calm and collected? Huh? Or are we mad as heck and not going to take it anymore? <laughs> I feel bad, and I think that's a third option. Uh, should we give a stab at the game anyway, or...? Yes. Okay. Are you sure? Alright. Medin is rather calm right now, even after the horrible abuse you gave them. They're, they're chilling with a nice chamomile tea. <laughs> they heated it themselves. I bet. <laughs> which means they set up a small camp stove and cooked it that way. You thought I meant fire breath, but fire mm-hmm. breath means no more teacup. Oh. Unless no. <laughs> you make and it a really strong teacup. They would need a very large volume of water for their draconic fire breath to not evaporate <laughs> all of it. Yeah. The tea leaves Indeed. Just a little bit of ash on the wind. <laughs> So are we getting a long rest? Yes, everyone's had a long are rest. As a matter of fact, for most of you, I pressed the button if you haven't pressed it yourself already. And... Uh, I don't know if I did or not. I did. I pressed it. Okay, cool. Thanks. And Thank you. hello. Welcome to Pack Tactics Season 4. <laughs> this is Episode 21. This is a homebrew Dungeons & Dragons campaign where everyone is a kobold. Trust us. We wouldn't uh-huh. lie to you. <laughs> now, you might point over there and say, but those definitely aren't kobolds. And yes... You're right. That's the right and left four paws of a dead dragon. They've been animated by Longcap. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Uh-huh. And you might point and say, but that's not a kobold. And I'd say, yes, that's a ghost. That's also Longcap's fault. Uh-huh. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Fine. And those are, hey, stop. Just stop. <laughs> <laughs> It's... Those are kobolds. They're like kobolds. Uh-huh. How did you know those were the next icons I was looking at? <laughs> because there's a lot of them. It's the, um, it's the only one there's more than one of on the screen. Right. In any case, everyone is a kobold, has an asterisk after the word kobold. The footnote is longer than this episode will be. Don't worry about it. It's fine. We're all fine here. How are you? My name is Crash. That's Maury. She's a diplomat. Right, that's more. <laughs> Tonight I'm joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Beth, Ellie, Eo, and Den. So, what happened last time? Nobody knows. Nobody sees. Nobody knows but me. The records Sorry. have been sealed by a federal judge. <laughs> <laughs> we smacked the dragon around enough that we could commit diplomacy. I think that works. Because the I, dragon wants I want to know to say if there's a wrong, priest. <laughs> but I can't say you're wrong. I think I made an intelligence-based persuasion roll. You did. Yeah. But not against the dragon. <laughs> against but not against Cog. the dragon. Right, because we, we need to, to actually commit diplomacy, and Cog would rather commit mayhem and murder. Well, Dragicide. Cog. Oh, Cog's programming would. Yeah. Yes. Cog is... Given the the ultimatum or prime directive or whatever, not the prime directive of Star Trek, but imagine no. if you will. You almost if Star said Trek Star Wars, wrong, huh? I almost said <laughs> Star Wars. I'm pretty sure the prime directive of Star Wars is that a cool laser sword fight. I would very much like to have a cool laser sword fight. He only has a regular. Sword, and oh, and the dragon was. And the dragon yeah. was in, was interested in in a drag in a cleric and a dragonborn. 
the, the thought dragon I would be had gotten dreams that uh-huh. its dreams of late had proven to have relevance in the waking world. The dreams led it to the forge that you're all in that has lots of lava everywhere, which is actually, it's not technically lava. It's melted metal. Ah. It's resources for building cobots. If you have enough nanites, (laughs) if you have enough nanites, you can use this forge to make lots more cobots. And as luck would have it, you brought Cobot Artificer with you you brought MacGuffin to MacGuffin land. You use MacGuffin yes. to make more MacGuffin. <laughs> Sounds right. Sounds good. Yes. And Smedin the Red Dragon knew that there'd be something important that could happen here and that they'd meet a dragonborn cleric of a god they didn't know. And Luke Skywalker was a bit short for a stormtrooper. Tori is a bit short for a dragonborn. She would use the word petite. Petite. And she doesn't want to wear that stormtrooper armor anyway. It's tacky. And, and canonically, the first person who referred to Sori as small got melted by draconic fire breath. <laughs> that session yes. was not recorded. <laughs> it was a game show. Someone Weez. had a shopping cart and someone was <laughs> oh, melted right. to ash. Said- and said, get out of my way, you wee kobold. And she went, I'm not wee, I'm petite and breathe fire. <laughs> yes. Point blank. <laughs> Pretty much. It, it helps that another pronunciation of petite is petty. I was drinking yeah. my tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, story could be a bit petty as well. Uh- <laughs> Um, and you all sat down in front of Smedin to hear story time, to have Smedin mm-hmm. retell stories that his mom told him when he was a wee newborn dragon baby about dragonborns, which were pretty much like fairy tales, but they were dragonborn tales. A lot dragon, of parallels dragon, to be drawn. Dragon, dragon, babies, 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 babies. I got that reference. I understood that reference. Ah. <sighs> Anyway, baby Drake, baby Draco, oh baby, baby Drake. No, sorry. Red dragons baby are Drake. not known for their Drake. motherhood do, do, skills. Do, 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 do. That's exactly what I was thinking. So, <laughs> so all, most of the stories were, okay, one more story, and then if you don't go to bed, I will bite your heads off. <laughs> Medin did not share how many siblings he had before or after the stories were told. But that's neither Sometimes here. you got to keep your head down. With, with the freeing up of the forge, which is... The, which was the next step towards world getting rid of... Sorry? World domination. I mean, fair. Well, overthrowing world dominations, you can dominate it yourselves, I guess, is still world dominations. Yes. Mm-hmm. You might hand it off to somebody else when you get around to it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. And more historically, been... it's world redomination. Right. That's right. Cobalt. Cobalt rule. Reinstating cobalt rule. Oh, right. Mori had an existential crisis yet again because apparently the names of the gods that are followed by the various human groups are mostly similar to, and in one case, an exact match for the names of the dragons who are ruling the underworld here. For the record, the, the, the white dragon 
who has the exact same name as a god worshipped on the outer surface of this forge world. Well, it's a white dragon. Mm-hmm. One of the D&D devs, Chris Perkins, has referred to white dragons as as smart as a box of rock. Uh-huh. So, Pertinax. Pertinax, yes. For the record, Theza, as an archaeologist and historian, is still not convinced that the dragons haven't taken the names of existing gods. I mean, it's possible that there are actually four existing gods and Pertinax, who has simply muscled his way in as, yeah, totally a god here, or changed wow. his own name to match the god's name. While that is possible, the suggestion is, do you think the other really powerful chromatic dragons would watch a white dragon overthrow a literal god and then say, yeah, but we're not going to do that? No, not... Really overthrow have, the god? Do we have evidence that Pertinax the White Dragon is the one like granting clerical spells? You do not. And responding to worship? You do not. Okay. And Smedin, the Red Dragon, did not know anything about the gods of the outer surface. Smedin did not know there was an outer surface. Smedin thought the entire universe was the inner surface of the forge world. Right. Smedin needs some horizons expanded, literally. The horizon, just, there is no horizon. It just keeps curving up. Exactly. Until it curves Want to go down. for a ride? No, that would be a ter- <laughs> that's a terrible idea. You would get dead. I- imagine, if you will, a red dragon smed in size crushed into one of the tram cars. <laughs> All of his limbs just huddled up next to each other. Oh, right. The the head. exactly the right side for the cars. Yeah. <laughs> just a teeny little bit of gap around the edges. If only my because polymorph could actually last longer than in my hour. So how long do also, I have well, to be cramped in to... here? Well, we were here long enough for a long rest, so... What? Bye! <laughs> <laughs> I can't reach he's the a... button to stop! We can wait until he's old enough to shapeshift. <laughs> no. No, I don't think you can. <laughs> <laughs> Cog can. Cog is already undes- um, indescribably old. And Cog's brother. Who Crash, I have a is more plant idea. now than Cobalt. What's that? Indeed, Bug. I have a question. I have Do answer. dragons count as beasts? No. No. They count as dragons. Ah! Curses. So I couldn't shift also, I couldn't polymorph a dragon into a younger dragon. No, you cannot. You need a stronger version of polymorph. <sighs> and then you can pull a god. Oh, okay. Yes. You wanted to transform Smedden into baby Smed. Yes. I will destroy you! Dear me! I am death! (laughs) You are adorable and need to be cuddled! No! No! What if I scritch you under your chin right here? I am Tara! I am the knight! Wait, that's someone else. (laughs) I have a gym for this moment. (laughs) Yes! Yes. No, stop touching me! I am fire! I am death! (laughs) (laughs) That expression. No! I'm pretty sure I've seen my cat make that expression. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a little tail swish. That is definitely a cat-like dragon. <clears throat> and while you are leveling up, because now you're all level 7, because this is a campaign where somebody isn't saving levels to give to a god. Right. <clears throat> just pointing out that somebody thought that was a good idea. Yes. Obby. <sighs> Well, here's the thing. Cobots don't need to sleep. So 314 has been working all through the... Okay, night isn't really a 
thing surface. You've got a sun and nothing really. So all through the long rest. All through the long rest. Three one four. Not a creature was stirring, but the bots were. <laughs> the bots were. A ton of cobot harvesters marched like army ants off to that train track in the upper left-hand corner of the map that goes to Haven. It's huh. I had hoped that was what they were going to do. Yes. I think you told them to. You told them to. You, or suggested it strongly. made the suggestion. Oh, 314 ah. thought it was a good suggestion. So they did that while also creating a cobot messenger, which, you know those lizards that run like really fast on two legs and they have uh -huh. a reel that comes out around their head? Oh, I love those things. I love those things. Yeah. That's what cobot messengers look that is awesome. And they are created specifically to send long-range messages. They're couriers. <laughs> that is awesome. That's Do they have the frills? Thing. Yes. The, the frills are used for heat dispersion. Valid. Any cobot that has to overly exert itself has some means of, of using heat sinks or some way of cooling down. The cobot admins, for example, submerse themselves in water. Some kind of running water, usually underground, and so they're water cooled that way. Uh, three one four resembles a metallic winged kobold, and their wings are what diffuses the. So their wings will actually start to glow if they're working hard. Plus, we're in a lava area, so they are just probably glowing all the time, and I'm not touching that. Well, like literally, I burn my finger off. Fortunately. They don't need to do a lot of the internal processing. They are directing the forge to do the work. So they consider them to be the, the central program, but the current CPU and GPU and all that is the forge. Which is already obviously overclocked. Yes, but <laughs> considering that the, the metal resources are kept in liquid form, that problem is actually a solution. Right. So a messenger cobot has been made, a cog and bog, who also don't really need because of their changed states, not actually be cobalt, assist with bringing resources from the white dragon's lair that you initially found when you came to the surface, uh -huh. bring them mm -hmm. down to the forge. Remember, bog has a lot of, enslaved is the wrong word, killed and reanimated through the power of plant life is more accurate. Um, a lot of beings that Bog has done that, to, for the most part, dragon. Little um, tiny dragon. So Smedin's going to be uh, concerned by this, I suspect. Perhaps we should keep them away from each other. Smedin's too large to have that happen to Smedin. And Suspendous remember care. what I said about moms not being the best parents for red dragons? Ah. Uh, uh, there's a, yeah. Sibling rivalries are also a thing. There, there was a lot of infighting, so... Smedin doesn't. Okay. Culturally, this is normal. Well, the whole walking surrounded by plant vines is that's that's a little weird, mm -hmm. but that it happened to a red dragon here or there, and most of them aren't red. I found out the, the this has nothing to do with anything, but I found out the weirdest thing yesterday: earwigs, like the bugs, yeah, show maternal instincts. Wow! Like the mother hangs around the nest and and takes care of the babies. Neat. I mean, there's crocodiles. They make nests and they tend to the thing a bit, and yeah. they don't. Then they don't eat the babies for a long time. Yeah, but the the earwig thing is almost unique in, in insects. Ah, I mean, there's ants, but well, well ants yeah. and well. bees, but they're the ones that do that are communal. Right. Mm -hmm. 
you realize it's not this the means mom that does it. You realize this means there's a possibility of communal earwigs. I'm just going to drop that idea. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to not think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I never said that the player's alignment wasn't somewhere in the evil spectrum. Chaotic. Not Anyone who has ever submitted text knows you're evil. Uh-huh. Actually, considering um, the copy writing that, um, or copy editing, rather, that Beth has done, I think that would make Beth be lawful evil. Yeah, pretty yes. much. Actually, Darth Chromatica. structure doesn't really transfer <laughs> over to real life, but never mind about that. With anyway. all of that said, when you wake up after your long rest, 314 is like, um, so remember when you asked me if there was anything you could do, and I was like, well... We're pretty much already self-sufficient here, so this is great. Um, mm -hmm. could use your help. What you need? Okay, what do you want us to do? Okay, well, um, you know how I was sending the harvesters to clear out the railway? Uh-huh. Yes. They stopped coming back. Uh -uh. That means there's something out there. Yeah, and I thought, well, we've got three more cobalt protectors, and I've repaired those three, so, you know, that that's okay. And I they didn't come back either. Oh, no, they're, and they they're didn't. here. Oh. Like, they're right over there. And there's three cobalt protectors there just, like, standing in power down mode. Uh, the, the thing is, some of the stuff the harvesters were bringing back that wasn't, like, uh -huh. rock and rubble and stuff were bits of cobalt protectors that I didn't send in. Uh-oh. Um, Are they very old bits, or is someone else sending protectors? Well, keep in mind, I'm made of very old bits. But yeah, chances are they were under lots of rubble. Sorry, why don't you allow me to investigate? Hey, I'm just going to peer down the hallway, down the thing, though, the, without going in. So it looks like as the tunnel was re-excavated, additional support structures were put in on the sides, and the rails were repaired as well, and it is a straight line. Into the darkness beyond which Sori does not have dark vision. Yes. Actually, can yeah. I see down that far? You can see down without far entering enough. the tunnel. You can see down far enough that if you made a really good roll, you'd be able to see that it's not a hundred percent a straight line because the curvature of the planet comes into play. But otherwise, mm -hmm. it's a straight line. Okay, then I am doing what I was doing, turning invisible. I cast greater invisibility and I make myself fly, <clears throat> and then I'm heading down the tunnel. Somebody tosses a sheet over you, so now you're a ghost. The sheet also becomes invisible. It would, yeah. It would. You and everything you're wearing, yes. That's how it uh -huh. works. Does Ian get get uh, an inspiration? Yes. <laughs> uh, unless Longkip already has it. Nope, Longkip does not already have inspiration. So now Longkip has inspiration. All right. So how long does greater invisibility last? Um, I have to check because that doesn't look right. It says a minute. Yeah. It's a minute. Okay. It wears off, and you have not seen anything out of the ordinary in this. I probably should have waited to cast that until I saw something out of the ordinary. Well, you could do it, and you looked cool. Well, you would have looked cool if anyone could. That's your invisible, yes. so I can't see you. Uh-huh. Okay. I'm the sorry, one of the minutes. best things tonight has been Utashi just going, yeah, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Responding to <laughs> someone who canonically none of the characters can hear. Detest details. Right. right. Honestly, <laughs> Natasha might say it, might be thinking things. You never know. 
Yeah, like thinking I, out loud kind of thing. <laughs> Not really aware that other people are hearing that. I think I was talking mm-hmm. over someone, too. I can never remember. Are there ten rounds in a minute or six? There's, I think it's ten. Ten. Because yeah, ten, rounds are supposed to be six seconds long. I can never remember whether it's ten rounds of six seconds or six rounds of ten seconds. Considering no. talking is considered a free action, and we've had whole monologues done as an action. Wibbly wobbly tiny whiny. Yes. yes, we I'm have. Not worry about it. <laughs> um well the reason i'm asking is because the flight lasts for 10 minutes okay well you could continue flying for another nine minutes if you really want or another four and then come back i i want to continue flying until i want to continue flying for another four minutes okay so for three and a half roughly those four minutes okay you got keen mind i will say for three minutes 54 seconds (laughs) the tunnel is monotonous in its construction and design. Okay, a few of the cracks are different here or there because, you know, the wearing of, of countless age, but the average person is not going to say, hmm, yes, this pillar is the best of the pillars I've seen so far. I love the aesthetics of this one compared to the other. Okay, but I am making a note to look into the history of cobalt mining. A thing as old as cobalts themselves. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> Well, because the distance you place the, the supports apart makes a difference. How the supports are constructed makes a difference. What the supports look like makes a difference. It's, uh-huh. These, these the, the cobalt harvesters at this point have to be so efficient that they're doing this, like they're doing with this with the minimum of materials and at the maximum different distance they can reasonably put supports. And I would love to find out how they arrived at that conclusion. Um, I told them what to do. If there's a cave-in, I give them new direction. Math. Pretty much. She's a historian. She thinks it's neat. <laughs> I can show you the schematics. I just need to print them. You start hearing the dot matrix sound of... A wide sheet of paper starts sliding out of 314's mouth. It has the little bits on the side you can tear off. That's the best part. Yes, that's that's the best part. Those are the best parts. It was a sad, sad day when Jiffy Loop upgraded all of their printers for the (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, four minutes worth, almost. No, no, three minutes and 54 seconds worth. Right. At three minutes and 55 seconds, give or take a millisecond, and Key Mind only has so much action, you start to see small bits of rubble. Wait, no, that's not rubble. Small bits of cobots. Harvesters? Harvesters. Actually, that looks like a sword arm blade. So, so that's a that's part of a protector. The rest of the cobot isn't there, but the sword arm thing is. Okay. The tunnel continues I... onward, but it doesn't look really excavated so much as stuff got shoved out of the way. And there's a lot of scrapes on the floor, ceiling, and walls. Something just small enough to fit in this tunnel went further down the tunnel. Fascinating. Can I... Where do the scrapes start? They don't start where the cobots stop. It starts maybe 20-ish feet further back. So it looks like it went down the clear tunnel away, but then it went back the other way. The scrape is also... I'm sorry. No, it's fine. Uh, you're giving me more information, please do. Okay. The scrapes and scratches also do not appear to be like all parallel lines, like it was someone trying to take a, a square peg and push it down a round hole. 
getting four right. this is, straight lines. It's organic. It's more organic in nature. Although okay. organic in creating that many scratches and scrapes everywhere, organic for a certain value of organic. And the protectors didn't go down the tunnel. Parts of them did a little bit. Our, our protectors didn't go down the tunnel. No, 314 decided that they had three protectors they were going to keep near them to do some protecting. Kind of valid. Okay. And I, uh, so did 314 make new protectors to come Not down here? Not yet. That takes a bit more time, and it's currently using the Forge's abilities to... It, it was making a ton of harvesters. They stopped doing that when the harvesters stopped coming back down the tunnel for directions. Okay. Most of the processing right now is being used to make a cobot factory, which will increase the Forge's output. That tracks. Factories, by the way, look like mechanical dragons. Um, mechanical eggs. Smedin is baffled. Possibly creeped out. Definitely both of those. <laughs> I am really wishing I hadn't spent that spell slot. Um, Come back to only... the long rest, and, and then we can start over <laughs> again. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. Skimmings. I, I only get two of them. So. Mm-hmm. Well, you're a warlock. You could probably take a short rest. When does that one, re- does that one uh, require a long rest, or just can you do that one with a short rest? Warlocks the return spells on a short rest. All spells? No, awesome. only warlock slots. Um, Their packed slots come back on a short rest. So if you're a warlock and another spellcaster, you only get your packed ones back on a short rest. But warlocks do recharge their packed ones always. Oh, I'd forgotten about that. Okay, I'm going to take a short rest then. Come back and take a short rest. I, I'm just going to do it here. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> He's, uh, How many hours down among short- the rubble. The, the corpses of untold cobots reads a book. Meditates for, right, reads a book for ten minutes. Dezal goes into her ring. To, it, it, it's the Matrix scene with guns, lots of guns, but instead it's books. Lots of books. And <laughs> hmm, Which one do I want this evening? Oh, I'm sure I've got one packed into my jacket, and a short rest is ten minutes. Okay. <laughs> I Dang, warlocks are overpowered! <laughs> Okay, I had, warlock. I am warlock glad levels. that you reminded me of that, Eo, because I had entirely this entire game. I had entirely forgotten that. Well, <laughs> I think the current playtesting for one D and D, which they're insisting will be five E and completely backwards compatible with five E. Don't call it sixth edition. Whatever. They're taking away as much stuff you get from short rests as possible. <laughs> Well, then they're going to have to give Warlocks more spell slots. Can't anyway. Also, I'm really thinking of not playing D&D for my next few campaigns. Yeah, yep. that's fair. I'll suck you into GURPS. And, of course, you like Cypher. Boutini. Um, Wait, what were they doing with um, short rests in one D&D and Warlocks? They're taking away uh, Warlock abilities. I have not read it. I listened to other people summarize it. So, take what I'm saying, understanding that it's a game of telephone. They're taking away the ability of warlocks to get their spell slots back with a short rest. They're nerfing that part of warlocks. There is, I think, a subclass of rogue, rogue or monk, I forget which, that is actually gaining things they can do with short rests, but everyone else who benefits with extra things on a short rest that get refurbished or or replenished, they're getting rid of a lot of that. It's going to be long rest or nothing for 
out. Which I, to be I fair, take back what campaign, I said, by the way. About to which, be fair in this campaign, I thought you were done, so I was continuing. Please continue. I've forgotten what I was going to say next. Go ahead. Okay. I take back what I said. I am going to come back. And have your short uh, wrist back here. And, and have my short wrist back here. So you can fill us all in so we don't go after you. I'm, I'm going to fill you all in, and then I'm going to bring you with me. Oh, okay. Hypothetically, while you are telling everyone what you saw, if you are verbose enough, it can take 10 minutes and therefore count as a short rest. Well, I, I found out that a short rest takes an hour. So oh. If you're very oh. verbose, it's yes. a, <laughs> the, the first 50 minutes, are you talking about the structure of the pillars and how far apart they are and <laughs> the, how ingenious it is? And, and then you have a conversation back and forth with 314 about why things are designed the way they are. And it's fascinating to you. Meanwhile, everyone else is like, but what did you see past that? <laughs> yep. And I will be right back. That's all right. I figure that getting all of our stuff together and deciding who's going and who and which NPCs are staying is going to take, you know, like the rest of the hour anyway. Um, well, Pog and Bog are not here canonically right now. They are in the process of overseeing the transport of supplies. Well, that was a question that I had. We found that young white dragon with a bunch of supplies that were kind of useful as raw material, if I recall correctly? Smedin will let you know that because of how this world is, like that is the treasure that dragons can hoard. Oh. That's what they find when they go looking for things. So that's what they hoard. And one can infer without needing to make very high rolls that if this world is created artificially, you're not going to find a, a ton of other things. The, the easy-to-acquire loot, like, they're not going to find piles of coins in the factories that they raided. They found circuitry in the factories they raided. Mm -hmm. They found wire in the factories they raided. found gears, and they were shiny, Hoard. so they grabbed them. So it might just be a regular hoard, and the white dragon might not have been having similar dreams. Correct. Okay. Maybe. Also, Smedin would scoff at the idea of a white dragon having any, mm. but also red dragon. Mm -hmm. I don't mean a stereotype, but in this case, Smedin is... <laughs> okay. Arrogant and doesn't like white dragons? Arrogant and doesn't like other dragons. Uh, oh, so any other, other dragons. dragons. Yes. Now, if it's, okay. if it's a matter of red dragons compared to other colors dragons, yes, red is the best. <laughs> but if you are comparing red dragons to other red dragons, red dragons are quite selfish. They... They are going to value themselves over other red dragons. If you see a bunch of dragons working together, it's because the big one, the biggest one, will slaughter the rest of them if they don't work together. That's fair. That goes back to the mama dragons and the baby dragons that won't go to sleep. If yeah. It wasn't, if it wasn't for biological hardwiring that encouraged dragons to reproduce for some strange reason they can't understand, <laughs> why did I even have you? Okay, yeah. <laughs> when you make that face, you are very cute. I, I admit, that particular face is very cute. <laughs> okay, I think I start to understand now. Now go to sleep! <laughs> Monty doesn't understand any of these problems. He just collects cobalts. Yeah, it does. And that is image little dragonling being pet. A dragonling with feathered wings. Mm -hmm. So I don't know exactly <laughs> what kind of dragon, but it is enjoying the head pack. Mm -hmm. Well, Maury's packing up to go with you. 
314 and the other cobots are staying behind. Sorry, Sorry will ask Smedin if he can shapeshift yet. Can I what now? I turn into like a cobalt? Wait. Why would I do that? Oh my goodness. Sorry. Yes? Smedin, have you ever seen a creature that wasn't a dragon? I've eaten a bunch of them, yes. An intelligent creature? No. Dragons often shapeshift to fit into other intelligent cultures for the purpose of reconnaissance or occasionally reproduction. Hang out, presumably. That makes very little sense and in some cases is quite disgusting. What, just hanging out? What would happen if you tried to shapeshift to look like us? I would have a hard time Would you time please flying. try? Hmm? That's true. Look like a dragonborn? We should probably look like a kobold. Kobolds have tails. Would no you please try to take on? Would you please try to take on a form that looks like us, just to satisfy our curiosity? Medin closes their eyes. Josh looks like they're concentrating hard, and then opens one eye. Has a knowing look appear on their face, and they move over out of the lava. <laughs> and then they go back to like hunching up their they're scrunching up their face and going their, their head starts to shake a little bit from from the concentration their front claws sort of curl up into fists and nothing happens okay thank you for trying i understand that it's a very strange concept i would have laughed so hard if Sori had chosen that exact moment to try casting Polymorph. <laughs> she would only do it if she thought it would work because it's, it uses up a spell slot and she would take, she needs a, a long rest to refuel them. Long if she for Arcana. I'm sorry? You rolled a 25 Arcana check. What do you want to know? Um, how old dragons have to be to shapeshift? I would argue that Arcana is probably the wrong skill to roll to know that for certain. However, because you chose Arcana, your best guess is because dragons can shapeshift naturally, they're natural shapeshifters when they reach a certain age, if Medin has no knowledge of how to do this and cannot when even trying, it is likely it is because they are not yet old enough to have this. They are probably too young. What is the appropriate thing to roll? That is an excellent question. DM needs to take I mean, a look at the skill list. I would feel pretty ridiculous rolling animal handling. I would have thought nature would be the wrong skill to know things about dragons since they're not really... I would say the best thing to roll would still be intelligence-based. I would say history because you'd have to look at history? the stories of dragons. Which makes sense, the kinds of dragons that are doing it. And Dezog got an 18 on a history skill check. I mean, it's not a 25. <laughs> but we've reached Dezog's wheelhouse with history. Mm-hmm. You, you'd be looking for at least an adult dragon. The stories start to get a little muddled with whether or not adult dragons can shapeshift. It's possible because some stories are a bit more inflated, or maybe some adult dragons just don't shapeshift on purpose and say they... But what are you talking about? Because Or maybe they just lie about not... Whatever. Depending on your sources, Deza could probably go into a long lecture about conflicting and unreliable sources. But adult but dragons are to. where you. <laughs> but adult dragons are where you start seeing that happen. It is quite possible that Smedin is not a full adult yet. They might only be a young red dragon. Okay. 
Also, you were all trouncing Smedin pretty handily. Yeah, well, I think it was about even on... Smedin certainly took out a lot of our... our of your uh, CR2 cannon fodder, yes. Uh, yeah, well, yeah. You at the time were all CR6, which Smedin... Also, Sori was hiding behind a table. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, Sori was hiding behind a table. Okay. For a certain value So Smedin probably can't come with us. Uh... Did we take a rest at some point? Yes. yes. When you yeah. leveled up, you had a we, long rest. We had a, we had a long rest when we leveled up, and I've had a short rest since then. Okay. Yeah, your character should not have any expended spell slots. Yeah, one. I should have one expended spell slot. Okay. Because um, I don't, I don't think the the skeletal hands should just wander around on their own. I mean, your last act under That's their. Fair. Your last yeah. act for them under your control could be take a long walk off of a short pier in lava, and then they wouldn't be wandering. But, but they want to keep the hands lava. around. Sometimes you need a hand. Or two. Sometimes you don't. <laughs> and you need to direct them, not delegate, because the right hand does not always know what the left is. <laughs> With that laughter, okay. the DM will... Give himself a point of inspiration. We've been so, playing for about an hour. Do you want to take a break before we head down the tunnel? Yep. Sounds like a plan. I'm going to pause the recording. Okay. And we're back. And we are all cognizant of our ability to speak. None of us are wordsing up our mix at all. Wait. <laughs> yep. That. Anyway. We're here. We're just not all there. Right. Because we're all and here. And there's a tunnel. Right. And there's there a, tunnel. a tunnel. There is a long tunnel. It is... It's a significantly long tunnel. Now, 314 has looked into the records of the forge a bit more. And most cobot records are stored in cobots because it's easy to transfer from one cobot to the next. And when you have a near photographic memory, you don't really need to offload a ton of storage to anything other than a cobot. Seems like a waste of effort to do so. The closest they get to that is offloading information to a cobot messenger to, to send a message from point A to point B. Those cobot messengers don't tend to have a lot of processing. Their processing power is mostly built into the cobot equivalent of the and make legs go fast. That too. <laughs> but what they can find in the forge is this rail line doesn't really like this takes you to a destination. That destination doesn't have additional rail lines going from it. This is a one-way thing. Well, not one way, because you can come back through it. Uh -huh. But apparently, that leads to the R&D facility, which, <sighs> which was kept far enough away from the forge in case something went wrong. Uh, I see we're playing on gnome rules. Gnome rules? Actually, we're not playing on gnome rules, because the gnomes would put the R&D facility next to the manufacturing. <laughs> Look, as soon as you have the prototype, you want to spend as little time as possible transporting it. You want to start mass production immediately before you find inherent flaws in the... Wait. Oh, no. <laughs> anyway, that's only some gnomes. Okay. The Gear Grinder Brewery had multiple outbuildings, specifically three. <laughs> one of them turned into a rocket. Right. With an ex-boyfriend. There's only one, and that's to the point. Only one. <laughs> there was intentional, and there was an ex-boyfriend inside, yeah. Yep, I remember that. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yep. The ex-boyfriend did not find that mo um, 
to be what they wanted out of the situation, but they had also tried to do industrial sabotage and espionage. So the proprietor mm -hmm. of the Gear Grinder Brewery was not that concerned about what they wanted. Fair. In any event. In any event. There's a tunnel. You get on the rails or next to the rails or in between the rails or however you choose to walk down this passage. We have not I'm yet to, this I'm trying to you. move my character and it won't move. Oh no. oh no. Yeah, this happens. I'm using oh, Chrome, oops. so it shouldn't happen, but it's doing it. Take a look Arrow at Itachi ownership. Yeah, you're set as owner. Mm -hmm. so Arrow if keys? You click on. Wait, it, it's running oh. into a wall. You have to go across the bridge. Oh, okay. And I just. Well, I'm going again. to I'm going to change the map in a little bit. That's so fine. You don't need to worry about walking over to the. Okay, okay, that's fine. I just was trying to sort out what I was doing wrong. It's it is quite all right. We'll worry about falling into the lava later. Wait, <laughs> actually, yes. I mean, what, what I'm really going to worry about is if that's... we're going to make this campaign go off the rails. <laughs> that's all the campaigns. True. Yes, but you seem to have put us on rails. Even when you're I mean, on you the balls, rails, you have going go off the rails. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the worst times, not worst. That's the wrong word. Some of the most off the rail moments have been when you were on a train track. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. That's happened multiple times. Loading, loading, That's without loading. the purple worm coming after the train. But never mind about that. That also happened. Mm -hmm. So you arrive at the end of the track. There is a smashed train car there. It smashed is a good word to use. It looks like it's been peeled apart. There are a few crushed bones lying around. Your best guess is that they're cobalt. But there's a lot of smashy smash. Nerds, if we touch those bones, they're going to disintegrate. Uh, you'd be surprised. Bones are actually fairly stable. What's this about bones? There's what appear to be smashed cobalt bones around the ripped open train car. We got past the part where there were bits of, of cobalt and got to a train car. I assume. The train car is at the, the other end of the track. It never left its final destination, which would make it the final. Mm -hmm. Anyway. But not um, the final frontier. When, when Dezos, no, we went there already. <laughs> yes. That's the entire campaign, yes. Mm -hmm. That's why the byline in the logo is in vacuo depertia. <laughs> I, pr I pronounced that wrong. Deperita. Also, why... It, it's also why travel? Spock can. It's also why Spock can hear out of his forehead. His, he has three ears: his left ear, his right ear, and the final front and ear. Final front ear, yeah. <laughs> and for some reason, he has very strong opinions on how to raise children. <laughs> oh, only a certain percentage of the population will get that joke. I was laughing through the the Gally's joke. I don't know what you said, but that's okay. I made a Doctor <laughs> Spock reference. Okay. Right. Okay, there is also what appears to be a large metal door way. I, I want to say large metal door. That would imply that there was any way that it could open and close. There are what appear to have once been sheets of metal. They have been pried outward. So mm -hmm. if there was any mechanism so to close them, that mechanism is probably not powerful enough. They got something in there busted out. Would you like to go in? In the Strong train word. car or in the tunnel? What are we looking at? Through the busted door. It's the only the way to proceed door? without heading back the other way. Okay. I would like to see what's on the other side. Okay. 
I'm just thinking Are you going to turn a invisible different game that was not recorded that Eric was DMing, where Ellie yeah. opened the door. Eric described it was on the other side, and Ellie closed the door. <laughs> <laughs> yep. This yeah. door cannot be closed, but you can decide to turn around and go back at any point. I'm seeing about 270 feet farther than anybody else is. Oh, right. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, here we go. Well, good news. This room is not that long. Wow. So, hey. Also, good news, everybody. <laughs> your dark vision is not necessary here because there's multiple glowing panels. Mm-hmm. Neat. Yes. If Sorry, it's glowing it's in up. this map is glowing so far as you are concerned. The the difference cool. is the door that your characters have just walked through. Don't imagine it's a closed door like the graphic. Imagine that it is a gaping wound in the side of the wall. Woo. Okay. Right. Sorry, would like to look up. You see ceiling. The ceiling is not the kind of ceiling that has holes in it for horrible monsters to drop out and eat poor little petite dragonborn. There is an air duct that looks just large enough for xenomorphs to crawl through. No, no, there, there is not. <laughs> Matter of fact, the ventilation ducts appear to all be very small. Like, tiniest kept could crawl through that. Got the vents off of that. But nothing cobalt-sized. That too. Smallest kit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but nothing regular cobalt size would be able to squeeze through the vent. Almost as if somebody learned from mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly somebody else's mistakes. They took notes when investigating the disaster site. Um, so Deza has gone up to the table in the mm-hmm. middle of the room that looks like it has something nice and creepy on it. Yes, there are two robotic arms. Now, the map graphic shows a plant, because I'm using maps I did not make myself. Therefore, mm-hmm. it's showing a plant. You do not see a plant on there. You see tiny bits of crystal. Wrong game. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I am not going to ask the question I was about to ask. Why not? Because Deza has never met Tex. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good reason. Instead, I I'm going to drawing parallels between campaigns. But please continue. Yes, I am going to continue. I am going to, not continue. I am going to examine the crystals and the arms. Imagine, if you will, a giant tosses a glitter bomb onto the table. That is what you see. The aftermath. the The glitter shards do not appear to be uniform in their size or shape, although they they're. They're all small enough that you'd be able to reach out and pick up a handful of them, like pebbles. They are not just on the table, they are also on the ground around it. But there's a significant amount on the table. And you notice, upon closer inspection, that the table, while it appears to be made of a solid rectangular prism worth of some type of metal alloy or composite, something very sturdy, it's not meant to be hollow, but it is significantly dented in anyway. Like something very large mashed into the middle of it, or was sitting on top of it for some period of time. Okay, so like the it smashed in in like the visual center looking down on it. Yes, but it, it didn't smash okay. open. It appears to be a solid brick of whatever this is. Right. I gotcha. I'm just trying to place where the dent is. Now, there are several glowing cylinders around you. They are still glowing. They do have lights that were 
apparently originally designed to diffuse through the liquid that's in them, uh, but they are cracked, so the light is diffusing through what's left of the glass that was keeping the liquid in. There's dried, crusty bits of whatever the liquid was around each of those cylinders, in a pattern not unlike the pattern of bluish glow that you see on the ground. Just imagine that it's not an Okay. Okay. The animation is a really cool effect. However, are the other glowing cylinder containery things also cracked or just the ones yes. up on the platform? Ah. Well, some of them appear more smashed than others. It doesn't look like someone was systematically going, and I'll break you, and you, and I'll break you. This one won't be wet, and this one won't be wet, and this one won't be wet. We do not live in a rainforest. But it looks like there was some kind of tragic accident. Mm-hmm. And Sori okay. has gone over to a bunch of structures that appear to have plant life. The plant life is dead. So it's plant unde- it's plant death here. Yes. Not plant life. They, they did have plant life in them. Um, the plant life does seem to be spilling out of the, the more cubic, like rectangular prism-ish. Not cube because they're stretched out. Um, containers. It looks like it did continue to grow after a while. After the glass was broken, but without getting nutrients renewed, they eventually withered. Thanks. And it Sorry. came up to look at the shinies. Uh, as soon as I described the crystal shards as a glitter, I knew that it would be, be up on I that mean, that's platform like, looking that's at the all the shinies. clan, you know? They yes. They're into that. <laughs> yep. I'm just yes. looking at them. There, there's lots of glitter. You can fill your pockets with them if you want to. All the shiny math rocks. Well, not math, but rocks. Uh-huh. And shiny. Yeah, I'm going to pick up some of those. Okay. Stick them in pockets. Ready. I really like that Ellie has figured out how to measure things out in Foundry and then have the character follow the trail you've measured. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that amuses me way more than it should. Uh, Mori comes up and stands next to Itachi and picks up one of the crystals at it in her hand. What were they doing here? I don't know. These are really pretty, though, aren't they? They kind of sparkle. Yes. Yeah. Yes, if you took them to a jeweler, they could cut them a certain way. That I don't know. My clan tends to like shiny things. Kind of inherent for us to pick them up. Plenty of humans who like shiny things, too. Oh, good. But what even is this, though? I mean, the, this isn't diamond or sapphire or not even quartz. I don't know. They're pretty, though. So... I'm seeing various characters move around on the map. Longkep, what are you doing? Should I roll and investigation? Occurs- you wish? It occurs to me that I did not move righty and lefty on so I am working. Five. You have, with a five, you have discovered that this room is shiny. Mm-hmm. Uh, Longkep is unfortunately kind of out of their element here. There's not enough dead stuff. Yeah, there's dead plants. Well, there's dead plants. But that's not really specifically in long caps. Oh, right. That thing up at the top—it looks like a glassed-in office or something. Um, at one point it may have been, but everything in long there is kept, completely smashed. Long cap goes over here and starts opening boxes. You find a cat? No. <laughs> or maybe that, you don't. It's hard to tell. <laughs> you find you you do and do not find Schrodinger's cat. But if you do find it, I have both good and bad news for you. <laughs> Although you're a necromancer, so it could still be good news either way. Yeah, I was going to say. 
Just remember, a necromancer is a cleric who would not give up. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. Or a cleric who took a shortcut. No, no. Then I would be using wisdom. I do not desire to be using wisdom as my spellcasting stat. Frequently, I desire to use wisdom in general, but I do not do not want to use it as my spellcasting stat. It is lower <laughs> than my int. <laughs> you made the anti-chroma. Actually, wait, no, because wisdom is the low stat, so you didn't make an anti. <laughs> chroma two, electric boogaloo, or no, no, boogaloo. I did not. Long no. as wisdom, it's just not that <laughs> not as high. Not okay. that. Okay. Yeah. The so wisdom the is twelve. That's okay. Is there anything interesting in the box? Um, there's some of the boxes have what are very obviously cobot parts in them. They don't look exactly like the cobot that you've seen, but they're similar enough that the assumption is maybe this is some type of robot prototype. Maybe it didn't pan out. Maybe it was going to be the next version. Who knows? Uh, some boxes have bits of crystal in them. One box has a very large chunk of crystal in it. It's an incredibly heavy box. One box has a crystal skull and a fedora in it. <laughs> that is not true. But is it a human skull or a cobalt skull? <laughs> that that was a Excuse joke. Excuse me, that's mine. <laughs> <laughs> You know what? I will say that yes, the fedora is in there. <laughs> There's a skull. Ash is deciding no. Just a large chunk of crystal. A large chunk of crystal and uh, a fedora. Longcap places the fedora gently on the large chunk of crystal and comes out to show the crystal to Deza. <laughs> <laughs> the crystal may or may not These have together in just the right place to look like two eyes. These were together. Is either one of them magical, do you think? I cast Detect Magic. There's a lot of magic in here. The crystal itself has a lot of magic residue, but it's not inherently magic in the same I way relay this that... To, sorry. I relay this to Longcap. It, it's, the crystal's chunk is not magical in the same way that an arcane focus is not magical. An arcane focus lets you focus your magic, but it isn't itself a magic item. This crystal may have been some sort of magic focus or may have been something that was manipulated by magic a lot, but in and of itself it is not magic. Now there's other bits and bobs throughout the room that are also glowing to reveal that there is magic involved in them, but they appear to mostly be structural elements. Oh, and um that hulking thing over there in the corner that, that also appears to be uh, what? Hulking I thing thought. in the corner? Yeah. Hmm. Which corner? Uh, right, right over here. Oh, that one. Okay. The thing that just appeared—that's a problem. Yeah. What is? No, that—that's the right general shape of what it is. But imagine, if you will, that it's covered in crystal and appears to have large parts of it made of metal and rock. And it just came out. Is it yes. also made of plant? There's bits of plant on it, but not as much as the image will let you think it is. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, this is a very salient question. As long as it's not a soiling question. There's only a little bit of green. So it just kind of showed up just now. It was hiding behind the plant growth area. There was apparently a, a caved-in part behind the wall where the metal had been bent uh -huh. back up. And poor is the wrong verb to use. But it, 
it does an okay job of describing the motion in which it comes out of the hole in the wall, which was not big enough for it to come through. It makes the hole larger as it comes through, and it rolls over towards the doorway. Is it like that? It gets partway into the doorway and... Um, okay. Bye. Concern. Hmm? Concern. Should we follow that? It, it has stopped in the to? doorway. It doesn't want us to leave. Maybe it needs friends. I mean, it's not hurting us. Yet. Well, we'll get to that if that happens. But right now, I don't know. Has it made a hostile action yet? Um, well, give me a moment here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, that is the information I want. Uh, is it after righty and lefty? Well, they're right there by the door. Yeah. Uh, that is a 19 hit righty. That does hit. That is 24 points Ooh. of damage. <laughs> righty is down. Huh? Are we in initiative? Um, about to be. About I think to we be. are now. I think we are now. Also, um, okay. so we have to wait for Crash to put us in combat first. Uh, you are now in combat. You should be able to hit the button to roll for initiative. Okay. I have rolled my initiative, by the way. What was it? I'm trying to find the it button was a, for initiative. It's Sorry, just above ahead. your unspeakable horror limbs. It's 20. Okay. Um, so that- I, can, I can manually add it, but also if you roll for initiative, it should add it up. Like for long, kept it now. Uh, right. Where is he? Oh, there. Let me try to find it. There it is. Wait, for the long, kept it says twenty-four oh, initiative. There it is. There yes. it is. And you just click the word initiative, and that pops up the. Okay, I found it. I got a five, which is good for a cleric, I think. Crash, are you a hundred percent sure? Because when it's where it says long cap rolls for initiative, that's a twenty. Twenty-four is he the damage 20, of the unspeakable horror. F O R. He said F O R. Oh, okay. Goes last ish so far. Maury? Oh, I got an eight. I didn't know I had an eight. Oh. And Maury gets oh, a no, one. <laughs> oh, no. It's okay, everyone. The cleric's going last. Wait, there's three clerics. <laughs> one of the clerics. They're is all going, going last. last. They're all going last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, actually, not quite because the unspeakable horror got a five. It's oh, going no. in the middle of the clerics. Oh no. <laughs> no, I don't want it in the middle of us. <laughs> Imagine if you will, there's a line of clerics and this unspeakable horror just sort of tries to edge in between them and stand there awkwardly. <laughs> it, it it cuts in line in front of Mari at the Starbucks. Oh no. <laughs> Rude. Okay. Um first up is going to be Lefty, followed by Longkep and Deza. Um Righty would be next, but Righty's at zero hit point. Then Sori, then Utashi, then the unspeakable horror, which it, it's the elephant in the room. Mm. Don't talk about it. I don't think it's an elephant. Um, if you squint your eyes and look the other direction, occasionally <laughs> it makes a sound that is not unlike, okay, it's totally unlike an elephant. Never mind. This is followed mm-hmm. by Mori taking mm-hmm. So Lefty goes first. So Longkep, what does Lefty do? Lefty does the one thing. That it is good at. It is going. Well, I was going to say, try to shove its claws into the anime, but I suppose it might be good at two things. (laughs) It may also (laughs) be working on its dance for spooky, scary skeletons, but it's not there. It was born yesterday. (laughs) So Lefty is going to make an attack. I knew 
going to look with your short sword attack with me. It doesn't hit. Let me rather, it does I mean, that's one. not going to hit either way, but let me check to see if my skeletons are any better at a hit. No, no, they are not. They are better at damage, but they are not better at hitting. Okay. Um, so next up is a tie. We've got Longkep and Deza sharing the initiative 20. Longkep, by all means. Longkep, um, Longkep tries to open their character sheet. Yeah, that, that's not what I meant to do. That is not what I meant to do. How do I get rid you, of it? You, you cast mirror <laughs> image. I'll fix it. There we go. I mean, I guess it could look like a shadowy long cup, but I don't think we need more <laughs> long cap. Um, long cap. Why got can't I longer. create a folder? I I was try I was trying to figure out how to make a a shadowy spirit. Okay. I got you covered. You want a shadowy spirit? Here. But I can't move it. Um, That's why I'm trying to create an actor. Because then I could move here. it, probably. Configure ownership. EO. Owner. Save changes. So the stats are probably okay. all wrong, but it's an icon you can move. And it's, um, it is a despair spirit, though I don't think this thing will actually want to run away. And it is going to use its multi-attack ability. Note that I cast at fourth level, which means that um, it gets to. Uh, how do I? Well, it uses my spell attack modifier, so maybe I'll roll spell attacks. And you do have the icons for dice in the chat box, so. Oh, here it is. Ghost. Oh, that's that's a ghost. Um, is this the ghost? That okay. Is yep, ghost. the ghost is using the ghost. Stats, so I should not roll those because those are different stats. I will roll. Use my sheet. Well, what are you rolling? What num? What die and what bonus? I am rolling its multi attack, which is using my spell attack bonus, and I can't find a thing to roll my spell attack bonus. Okay, so in Foundry, underneath the chat box, there's a bunch of dice icons. Yeah, I was so trying to make it properly though so if you click the icon for d20 and then you click the plus icon underneath that and i can't find my spell attack bonus that is the problem oh okay, okay. um uh, let me take a look pop that up larger so i can get better with my eight eyes amen plus six I, yeah you found it faster than the rest of it. okay good job so like if if i click d20 and I click the plus one, two, three, it, four, five, six times. I know how to make it work. I just don't know my... It wasn't on my sheet. Uh, so that's a 21. A 21 is going to hit. And a 15. A 15 will also hit. All right. Then I get to roll both of those. And that's going to be 2d12 plus six. And I'm going to need to make a wisdom saving throw. No. I think. Um, no. Did you just roll 30 damage? Yes. That's right. You're all level 7 now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> now keep in mind, this is still a higher CR than any of you should be able to do easily. But also, you just did 30 damage with one spell. <laughs> and mm -hmm. it can hit again next turn. And that's cold death. No saves involved because this is not a ghost. It is a shadow spawn. Okay. 
And I picked the Shadow Spawn because it has slightly more hit points than the Undead. There we go. Specifically, it has um, 50. Okay, I'm changing the ghost hit points to 50. Just We will pretend the ghost is a Shadow Spawn. It's all good. Okay. I believe we're still at initiative 20 because Deza has a thing. Deza does have a thing Deza can do. 20 feet behind the door, Deza casts Sickening Radiance. Does it have to be a spot you can see? Nope. It's a point I choose within range. <laughs> what is the area of effect diameter or radius of Sickening? It's a 30-foot radius. That is incredibly convenient. <laughs> Isn't it? Just a bit. Just a tad bit convenient. I like this. Also, I'm trying to find a way to draw on the map. There we go. The 30-foot radius? Yes. Round after. All right. So, it's not going to stay here. Don't worry. Wait, what? what's moving? I'm trying to make sure this circle has a 30-foot radius. And I'm oh. Doing but then I'm going to move it after I measure. Can I click on this? Say, I can. Well, never mind. I'm not going to work. I'm just going to X. All right. So, sickening radiance. What are we doing? Sickening radiance. The sickening radiance has no effect now. But when it runs away into it, right? What when it starts to turn in the radius? Um, it's not going to have. Then happens. it takes effect. Okay. So if it uses a reaction now to step out of it, it does not have, have a reaction. To. It can use it. Okay. And I am also using my bonus action to fly. You fly up three feet, and there's a ceiling. Oh, a cobalt-sized thing. Poor Mari, she's having to stoop, isn't she? Well, especially she's like on right the raised up against the platform. <laughs> she had to go down and sort of, you know, not quite hands and knees, huh? My goal is to be able to go wherever I want to in the room More without having to worry about raised platforms and, and rail, railings. Your fly speed is Valid. faster than your, your run speed, right? No, they're the same. Ah, but you, but you are more maneuverable. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. Also, While I'm flying... I can, while I'm flying, I can ignore the railing and the race platform and whatever. I probably you are, can't ignore the pillars. No, the pillars are a bit more difficult to ignore. Um, but you have adopted the Cavill school of battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's yeah. true. <laughs> With the exception of you actually did want to be. <laughs> did not get stuck Cavill up there in. by accident. If we brought Cavill here right now, Cavill would have words and. Mm-hmm. Among them would be a desire to not. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of questions. What the criff is this? Okay. So, Deza. Yes. I'm not actually taking that path. It just won't let me cross the walls. Okay. I was going to say that does invoke <laughs> an attack of opportunity from the unspeakable monstrosity and also several allies. No, I'm going over the railing. <laughs> Foundry okay. just won't let me go through the walls. So that means we cannot have Utashi have an opportunity attack to boop you on your snoop. It's true. It's true. I am still not within range. Right. <laughs> anyway, that's my turn. Okay. Okay. Action, bonus action, movement. Righty crumbles, un- I would say, underfoot, but that's not really a foot. It, it, is it an appendage? Is it just part of the torso? This thing is a mishmash. Sorry. Sorry. Sori is going to do her standard um, shtick of, where is that? That's, that's a child of vanity, isn't it? The one where she turns herself into a, a um, yeah, child of vanity, invoke duplicity. Do I have to click that? So you yes, want I'll use story. You. Yes. Another story, please. Another story mm-hmm. that will appear 
at its appropriate range. Come on, where are you, silly thing? Beth picks up a ceramic sorry and smashes her to the ground. Another! (laughs) (laughs) The illusion appears within 30 feet of you. That would be, you know, 30 feet away from her and closer to the horror. Because you can cast spells as the illusion. So, you know. Closer to within touching distance or closer to as in... I'm here for moral support. Actually, I'm not really here for Nor this. I'm just making uh, sure that the thing... I made works. Okay, good. Ah, Probably a reasonable place. Um, I don't know where my where the it went though. It should be somewhere. Oh, there it is. Good. Can Did someone you make um a, a character named Shadow Spawn somewhere on the map? Yes, yes he is I'm purple. trying to get rid of the ghost. Ah. Just cover it up. Just cover the ghost. Oh, I can fix that. Yeah, yeah that works. Actually, I'm going. I'm going to move uh, the placement of where the the alternate story appeared, if that's all right. To well, you're you're the one who wants it to appear, so you're the one who tells it where to be. Yeah, all right, let me just double check how to make the. Uh, I think I have to roll its initiative. Well, I was going to say I have to roll its initiative and then figure out how to set its initiative to <laughs> it mine. Initiative twenty, but it, <laughs> it. it hit the same initiative as mine. But it, I don't know <laughs> how it's determining the initiative order. Like D and D Beyond will start off. Um, well, I think I know what it's doing. D and D Beyond. If you have a tie, it sorts them alphabetically. Um. Boundary. If there's ties, it sorts them in order of when you rolled. Long Cat uh, rolled uh-huh. the first 20. Deza rolled the second 20. Shadow Spawn rolled the third 20. <laughs> so that's the order. Of the, which is neither here nor there, because technically they're all going at the exact same time. Right, what was I doing? All right. Okay, so that's that. There's my action. Um, and I'm not sure I have any bonus actions that... Uh, yeah, that, that seems... No, I don't have that one. You could try to cast a healing word on Righty, the skeleton, and I don't recommend it. I don't. I I <laughs> think that's probably not worth. Um, you, you could spend a bonus action to commit a blasphemy. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think we're going to do that. So everything else takes an action, and she used her action to make a emergency backup. Sorry. And put the emergency backup story in front of her so that the emergency backup story is the one that gets eaten. So the emergency backup story is in front. Yes. I don't think you understand what backup means. Correct. You know I have a history of giving autonomy and sapience to constructs and illusions. Mm-hmm. Well, it's sort of her. It's her. It's just this is the her that doesn't have to worry about um, losing continuity of, of existence. Your illusionary story looks back at you and just mouths the word, really? Sorry? Gives her illusionary self a thumbs up. The illusionary story rolls her eyes and turns to face the unspeakable horror. (laughs) And that will be all that I can think of to do with Sorry at this time. Utashi. Just so you know that there Mm -hmm. are two sickening radiance circles there. The one that's higher is the correct one. I accidentally placed it half a square too low. I don't know why it let me do that. Okay. Just staying out of the both the circles. Stay out of both the circles. Yeah. 
The green circles are bad. <laughs> this goes back to something else. Okay. Yes, um, it does. Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Okay, the so it's my turn. The DM really likes the green. Mm-hmm. Concerning. All right. So if it's my turn, yes? Huh? Yes. Okay. I think. Yeah. Okay. So Atashi's going to cast Guiding Bolt at the monstrosity from where she's standing. And I can do it at a higher level if I do it with a second level or higher, but it's only within my first level of spells, so I don't know how to make that work. Uh, give me a second to look at your character. Yep. So I believe if you click on it, it'll um, on the dots. It'll ask you what level you're casting it at. It does? Yes. When you yes. click on, you click on the icon uh-huh. next to it says guiding bolt. It'll say cast okay. at level. Oh. Okay. And and you can pick which level you want to use. I'm gonna do a second level, and then I'm gonna okay. cast the spell at this monstrosity. Okay. So try that. Did it work? Um, it created a it text box in the chat. Oh, there the it is. Okay, tab. I just didn't see and it. You can click attack. Okay, attack. Okay, normal. Normal. Yes. Normal. Okay. Actually, Ooh, no. Wait. 19. Wait. Wait. What? Wait. Um. Oh, 19. Click attack again because you are okay. a cobalt. Oh, right. You have pack tactics, the name of the campaign. (laughs) I do. (laughs) Left these right freaking there. (laughs) Okay. That one's a 14. Okay. A 19 and a 14. Yes. The the, the 19 would have hit, but I wanted to see if you crit. There was a 5% Mm -hmm. chance you would have crit. Um, Fair enough. I I always forget that Utashi's the other actual kobold in the game. Yeah. (laughs) Even when you all were actual, really kobolds, even then... We kept forgetting that Pack Tactics was a thing. And they mm-hmm. it in current version, not one D and D, but current not unearthed arcana rules, they have taken Pack Tactics away. Uh... But you're all that well all, yeah. The two of you are playing legacy cobalt, so you mm-hmm. still have it. Yep. Uh so go ahead and click on the damage. <laughs> damage? Okay. Damage. Which is damage under attack. And guiding. So I hit normal? Right? right? Yes. Okay. Oh, those are shiny. Those are shiny and very bright. You do 13 yes. points of damage. All right. I did something. And Ta-da. apparently, there was a time in Foundry, I found this out today, when someone could type in a minus, press minus, thir- press enter. Nope. Have to do the math yourself. Ah, okay. You. Okay. Yeah. You're making me it. math um, on a Saturday evening. How dare I, I decide that this was a fun game to play? Okay, so Guiding Bolt also is, um, let's see, on hit the target takes 4d6 radiant damage. The next attack roll made against this target before the end of your next turn has advantage. Will have advantage on this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so but also, gets that. it is glittery. It is glittery. <laughs> yes, because that's what Guiding yes. Bolt does. Yes, yes. Now, remember I it said this thing had there. crystals embedded all over it. Well, now it's even shinier. You'll find it real yes. easy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, actual story, not uh-huh. mirror image story, might be close enough to that other door to go over to the light switch and turn it off and on again. And then with the <laughs> glitter shining off of the unspeakable horror, we can start saying boots and pants and boots and pants. Boots and pants. The system is down. The system is down. <laughs> we are not One more have- time. Disco ball. <laughs> you already have inspiration, don't you? Yes, you do. Yes, yes, I do. Send your inspiration, people. 
roll poorly so you can spend your inspiration, people. No. Okay. So the next being to go after Utashi is the unspeakable horror. It roll a constitution itself. save. Oh my. It attacks itself in order to be able to roll at advantage. No. <laughs> this is not true. It needs to beat a 14 on its constitution saving throw. Uh, button should do a thing. Mm-hmm. Not. No. I am, I am going to do a thing differently. I'm going to think differently. That's an 18. Okie dokie. Does it have any ill effects at all? Um, I want to double check that. Strict letter. It does not, which is really disappointing. This is a fourth level spell. Oh, wow. Well, it also Tiss. affects an area that has a radius of 30. Yeah. So the, this is a hit a lot of baddies at once. It's to get rid of the cannon fodder spell. Yeah, I just, I, I hadn't realized that, and I might have made a different decision if I had known that. Um, but yeah, no, it's succeed on the constitution saving throw or take 40, 10 radiant damage, and so, along with other things. So I have just measured out a circle. That is mm-hmm. roughly 30 feet in diameter. And it looks like it encompasses everyone but actual. That tracks. Mm-hmm. Now I am We're all going to die. <laughs> well, eventually. Except for those of you who become immortal. You couldn't have rolled a six. No, I couldn't have rolled a six. It's a good number. All right. So a wave of perception-distorting energy rolls out of this. Oh, it's one of these. Every creature within 30 feet needs to make a DC-15 wisdom saving. Yeah. I don't remember how to do that. You know what? I'm spending my inspiration. Thank you. Good idea. Why did um, rolling a wisdom saving throw not? So it's a D20? Oh. Uh, I think D20 I also want to use my... Hmm? I'm also using my inspiration. And, Jen, your wisdom saving throw modifier is plus four. Okay. So, plus four. Wait. And a D20... And I roll it. Uh, the nine. Ten. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mori needs to roll. That's obnoxious. Mori makes it by a lot. Righty needs to. Righty has a wisdom of eight. Righty makes it. <laughs> Go righty. The shadow spawn. The shadow spawn also made the save. Yep. Okay. So, on a failed save, the target takes twenty-two psychic damage. If you made your save, you take no damage at all. Like hanging out in the wave pool. You go up, you go back down again, you're fine. Okay. Um, Someone help with the numbers. That's what Um, I thought. Uh I will help you. Okay. And by help you out, you're at 41 points. 41? Okay. 41. 41. I I have done the math. Oh, thank you. Um, Thank you. So here is the bad news. Mm -hmm. Taking 22 points of psychic damage is not the bad news. If you had to take damage because you failed the save, you are deafened until the end of the unspeakable horrors next. What? Okay. Here's the mm-hmm. worst news. Mm-hmm. If you Uh-oh. failed it by five or more, so if you rolled a ten or less, uh-huh. you are also blinded until oh, no. the end of the unspeakable horrors oh. next. I'm so glad I used my inspiration. <laughs> I didn't have any, so, I don't think so. So Deza yeah. mm-hmm. and Utashi no, are, I rolled an 11. Yeah, I think. Is that right? Well, both oh, you of you are right? deaf. Yes. Okay. Uh, you, you could spend your inspiration to have not taken the damage or, or try to roll against not. I don't know that I have inspiration, though. You did. You got it today. I did? Oh, no, okay. No, you don't have it. it, was, it was yeah, I don't think I did. You don't, you don't have inspiration. 
Um, mm -hmm. Long Kip did have inspiration, and Long Kip also spent. Um, so, okay. which role was that for? Concentration. Ah, okay. Um, I am easily confused. So, and distracted. U Utashi and Deza mm -hmm. can't hear. Okay. Utashi also can't see. Utashi, this is the worst case scenario. You cannot see the sparklies in. Oh, no. And Long Kip also not here? Correct. Longcap failed, but because of inspiration, did not fail by more than five. Okay, so that was so. Is it, is it failed by more than five, or failed by five or more? Five or more. Okay, just double checking. Oh wait, hold on. I misread something. It doesn't change the damage or the effects. It changes the duration. The way this is worded, it's not the end of the unspeakable horrors next turn. It's the end of the targets next. So at the end of your next turn, these bad effects go away. Okay. Unless it does it again. Unless it does it again, this may or may not be an ability that requires a recharge. Mm. Also, it's we unspeakable and possibly ineffable, or you don't know what it's going to do next time. I would have a comment, but you record this and little kids might say it. <laughs> it is Mari's turn. <laughs> As he ignores what was said. Wise. Mori casts Zone of Truth. The unspeakable horror must only speak the truth. It speaks mm -hmm. the unspeakable, which is not the same thing as what Sori was going to say. <laughs> not, the, not what happened. Mori has learned some more useful spells today. Hopefully. Despite the fact that discovering that her god may actually be a, a slumming dragon. Or dragon with delusions of grandeur. Whatever. Mori is going to cast Your Wounds. Second level on Utashi. It's right there. Who happens to be right there. Mm -hmm. I really like that it gives me an option for critical hit for casting cure wounds. <laughs> I rolled very poorly. I mean, that know. is six points of healing. Okay. I'll put So well, you're up to forty seven. Yeah. I'll put Okay, thank you. Go. So I can see? No. You still have to wait no. until the end okay. of the next turn. But Okay, you, that's fine. You got back some of the hit points you lost from that. Okay. It is now Lefty's turn. Lefty still somehow surviving. <laughs> Every attack from this thing would one-shot Lefty, and Lefty is just like, keeping on, keeping on. <laughs> Lefty flashes a thumbs up. Lefty is a thumbs up. Exactly. Lefty is only, well, only one-fifth of Lefty. A 17 hits. Um, Eo, could you roll the damage for me? I do not know what your skeletal hand does. It does a normal skeleton but three more. Okay, so I'll just say seven minutes. Mm -hmm. I keep double-clicking on these people hard to load up his character sheet saying, why isn't it doing anything? Then I realize mm -hmm. I used the pop-out mod. So it's, oh. it's taking up my entire other screen. <laughs> okay. And it's like, it's already open. Why are you trying to open it? Already open. <sighs> I believe it is initiative 20 now. Um, it is initiative 20 now, yeah. Uh, Deza yep. is going to do some things that look ridiculous on the map. I'm here for it. Higher map gets covered in green. <laughs> Spend the next half an hour talking about it. <laughs> oh, this is, this is not what I want to do. I can't stop. An entire constellation oh, no. appears around <laughs> Everyone is positioned perfectly. <laughs> and I am the happiest person in the world. Did you just step into your own sickening radiance? No. Because you're, you're in a square that's half filled with it. 
the green squares are where it affects. See, this is why I like hex maps. But anyway, please continue. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm dragging the shadow spawn with me. All I heard was, and I'm dragging the shadow spawn with me. I'm Sorry. not sure you want to grab the shadow spawn. It will reduce your speed if you start within five feet of it. I'm, I have to do it or it's going to take damage. You're using Thunderstep. I'm using Thunderstep. I suppose you can always drop it after. So, and no, I'm taking Longcap's Shadow Spawn with me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and Lefty's just out of and range. Lefty is just out of range. Utashi's just out of range. Mori's just out of range. Suri's I- image is just out of range. I don't think this image is actually damaged by stuff. It doesn't say the anything about its solution. It's not out of range. Well, no, you came up to say hello. I and did. Because, and because of what you're doing, you're not actually starting your next turn in the Sickening Radiance. It's or true. It start, wait a minute. The Sickening Radiance does it's, when you start your turn, or is it start your turn or enter it? It's start my turn or enter it, but the Sickening Radiance is the green squares. Okay. Well, in any case, that's and a, I specifically chose a non-green square. That's a defeat. A DC 14 constitution saving throw that I have Constitution to roll? save, yes. Not plus 7 crash. Well, that's a mighty 11. It says the shadow spawn rolled it. That's not true. It says shadow spawn selected. And that's 27 thunder damage. It doesn't like that. <laughs> I would imagine not. It is bloodied. And, and now, since Longcap has seen what I wanted to do with my turn, it's Longcap's turn. Okay, the shadow spawn is going to um, get out of the range where it makes party members slow and back to the range where it keeps the monster from running away if it wanted to run away. Or like rushing in to try to eat more if it wanted to rush in to try to eat more. And In, in my headcanon, Longcap looks at this and says, that is not logical placement for the shadow spawn. Yeah. <laughs> this is not very effective. Killing Rend. Ooh. A 15 hit. Oh, that, was, that, this. that was so close to a 19, though. It was. I do not believe and the I, dice are actually physics based. I believe that hits because it did last time. Exactly. Yes. And this is a multi attack, so I am. A 17 hits some more. And that is 11 more cold damage. How and does now the Shadow long... Spawn want to do this? <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't going to go this fast, but somebody did 30 points of damage for their first attack. Hey, I did 27. Yes, you also did 27. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Shadow Spawn sort of grabs the creature in its weird, cold, ghostly hands and goes whoosh through it like it's incorporeal for a moment. Okay. It does that. And the unspeakable horror sort of wells up, which is the it's in the top ten of most disturbing things any of you have seen. Okay. For a long kept top fifteen. <laughs> Utashi doesn't even see it. No. Blinded, <laughs> deafened. Utashi's vision is gonna come back in a little bit when time speeds up again because combat Right, right. Grab the vital bits in your cold ghost hands. 
Not that it's technically a ghost, but... Utashi and Deza are spared the ghostly shriek of the shadow spawn. Oh. <laughs> as, it, as it tears the innards out of the whatever this is. If I can yes and, the shriek is that of a small child on a playground, where you're not quite sure if they're enjoying themselves or being brutally murdered. Ah, In this case, it's enjoying itself. As someone else is brutally murdered. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It is grabbing anything that it thinks is a vital component. Now, there's a lot of components in there, so it's grabbing everything and rearranging things. And it's doing something because the unspeakable horror starts to swell up and burst is the wrong word because you're not all being covered by unspeakable bits, which is my off-brand Kibbles and Bits brand. It does not sell <laughs> nearly as well. It sort of crumbles. The doorway is still half blocked, but by a pile of inert parts. Most of it crystal. The second largest amount is bits of rock, and the rest of it is all scraps of metal, the occasional cobot part. But it's mostly scraps of crystal. I am, in my mind, I have Eo's characters, the, the next thing they're doing, prestidigitation, 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 <laughs> prestidigitation. Oh no, Longcuff doesn't <laughs> care. Oh. Earth. <laughs> Maybe mold earth to clear a path. Fascinating. That is not what I expected to be inside it. The inside looks very much like the outside. Are we out of combat then? We are now out of combat. Wait. Okay. Was it not organic? I thought it was organic looking. Um, The image is organic looking, but it has the unspeakable horror stat block allows for multiple variations. This variation is mostly crystal and rock. It didn't come. It didn't come with multiple artwork. Okay. I'm gonna drop the sickening radiance, but I don't know how to get rid of the circles. <laughs> uh, you have to click on the pencil for drawing tools, and then click the trash can for clear drawings. Yes, that didn't do it. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a trash can. Right click on the starburst and then click delete. I don't have starburst. Starburst. I don't. I know. When you click on measurement controls circle template, there oh, should be okay. a starburst in the center. Oh, sure oh. enough. Sure enough. Neat. Neat. Welcome to every single <laughs> Cogwheel Gaming podcast where yeah. 15% by volume is us figuring out how to use Foundry again <laughs> yeah. for the first time. Mm-hmm. Also, I think it would be easier. If I could control my own skeletons. We will have to work on that. The way I added them in couldn't make, but that is something. At this point, Natasha blinks her eyes and says, what did I miss? Natasha looks over and sees a pile of mostly sparklies. Oh, sparklies. It was made of sparklies? It was a piñata. What's a piñata? You hit it and sparklies come out. Oh, that sounds like fun. It's good that Longcap said something because Deza was about to launch into the history of piñatas. <laughs> Deza's middle name um, is Verbose. <laughs> That's not true. They named the dog Verbose. <laughs> no. <laughs> Deza's middle name is so long that it would take an entire session to recite it. <laughs> 
<laughs> the abbreviated version is verbose. Um, speaking of Desda, she is going to continue her project of going around the room, writing down any words she sees. Okay. Give me an investigation. Okie dokie. With a 22, and I, I keep paying attention to those bonuses, because every roll that's over 20, I'm like, but was it in that 20? No, it was not. Um, by the way, I added more dice configuration. So um, with a 22, amongst the wreckage, find part of a notebook. Oh, neat. Now, when I say part, I mean there's no page that's intact. Some of it is yeah. doodles. Um, apparently the kobold who was writing this, it, clearly a kobold because kobots have no reason to write things, tap things. Um, they did have someone who they were interested in romantically because there's pictures of apparently them and the romantic interest inside a heart, but never mind about that. Oh. Um, some of it's just like facts and figures. There's at least one shopping list. Eggs, milk, toothpaste, whatever. Um, but near the back, well not near the back, the back pages are blue. Near the end of the pages that actually had writing on them, there's just enough information to reveal what that thing probably is. A lot of it references previous pages or stuff that's in other books. You don't find the other book. But what you can gather is the plan was to figure out how to turn Elf Armada ships into constructs fight the Elf Armada. Because the Elf Armada ships were made of a living crystal. So if they made some type of elemental or golem out of that living crystal, the pilots of the Elf Armada ships would literally have nowhere to run. Well, also, I, bet that's, I bet that's fascinating for somebody else. What I'm really interested in is the early parts. <laughs> Historian. Corbin Archaeologist. People. Yep. Yes. Oh, right. Ancient kobold ancient kobolds had relationships the same way the rest of us did. Ancient kobolds went shopping. Ancient kobolds ate these things. <laughs> That's amazing. Not only did ancient kobolds eat these things, this lab was used to it was probably one of the labs, not the only this is a planet we're talking about. But this is one of the labs where some research was put into developing crops that would better thrive in an environment with an always day light situation. Some plants that's dry really out interesting. Too long. That's really useful information. Which is why all that greening was over there. Now, that mm -hmm. was part of what was done here, but that seems to have been done before this person got their post here. What was being done here until the invasion started was developing variations of cobot and cobot programming that would better be able to care for said because let's face Fascinating. it you've got an interior surface of a planet that is always daytime kobolds are going to prefer to not be outside mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so that's a cobot job make cobots that do that better but that research now, didn't come to fruition because elf armada invasion now crash We've been playing for a while. Yes, we have. And so I'm going to give you an opportunity here. And you can cut out my, you can cut out what I have just said and, and what I am saying now, but I do have one more question. What would be really funny is if I cut out what you're about to say, but don't cut out what you've just said. It's true. Anyway. But I think you're going to want to keep it. Say what you're going to say. What's behind the door on the right? Storage. Dang it. And that's where we're going to end it for tonight. <laughs> Thank you everyone right. for playing. Thank you everyone. 
we might look through that door tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Next game. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it might take a long rest. In two weeks. So it'll be tomorrow. By tomorrow. For you. <laughs> by tomorrow, we mean in two weeks. And by tomorrow, we mean in two weeks, yes. Um, mm -hmm. But for the kobolds, it would be tomorrow because who wants to take a long rest? Oh, I should be that. And, I think I just maybe closed bring everything. Back writing. <laughs> um, I think I just closed everything. I'll fix it later if I remember. It's all good. So okay. tonight I was joined by a bunch of awesome people, including Beth, Ellie, Eo, and Jen. Who wants to plug a thing? Eo's yeah, book. Uh -huh. <laughs> McCoy.com or ask your local library to check out the ebooks by Elizabeth McCoy and see which ones are really, really cheap because of this, that's probably the ones that are being offered through Overdrive by me. And speaking of books. My website is Book of Jen at bookofjen.net and it's got some book reviews on there. I keep trying to catch up, but haven't yet. Uh, there's a lot of Diablo 4 stuff because I've been making videos of it as best I can. Um, had to learn new software for that. So, you know, that's a thing. Um, other than that, uh, there's just a whatever else I put on um, bookofjen.net is just whatever I'm thinking about writing at the time. I also am the host of the Shattered Soulstone podcast at shatteredsoulstone.com. New episodes come out every Saturday. There's a whole lot of talk about Diablo 4 in this thankfully, because we've all been waiting for it for a really long time. And you can find it at, uh, again, ShatteredSoulStone.com. And speaking and of Patreons... Speaking <laughs> of Patreons... Who was speaking about Patreons? You keep bringing this up. No one was talking about the way that people can keep the lights on by going to Patreon.com slash Gaming and join other illustrious patrons, including Chris, Ellie, Eric, Shen, Walter, Patron Emeritus. Until next time... This is Crash saying, they want to know what's behind door number two. Show them what's behind door number two. Good night. That's everybody. eerie. Night. Good night. It was absolutely nothing. That's not true. <laughs> All right. <laughs>